My title today is Opportunity of a, of a Lifetime, and next week we're beginning a series called God, Love, and Sex, and it's going to be an incredible series as we open up God's Word regarding relationships, and relationships are so vital to our everyday life, so it's going to be a super, super series that we're beginning next week. You know, the topic of, of money, the topic of, of, of finances, of many of, of my colleagues, um, are a little intimidated to, to tackle this, this subject because uh, many people are just a little leery when they hear preacher and money together. Uh, that, for some people, just doesn't set well. They get a little leery. They get a, a little nervous. They have this mindset about preachers and, and, and money. It, it reminds me of a, of a little story. There were three boys, and, and they were arguing with one another about whose daddy was the best. How I many of you ever did that? You know what I mean? You, my daddy is better than your daddy. You know what I mean? My, my daddy will whoop your daddy. And they, they were arguing about, about whose daddy was, was the best. And, and one little boy said, well, my daddy is better than, than, than your daddy because, listen, my daddy scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a poem, and they pay him $100. A little boy said, you let me tell you something. My daddy is better than your daddy. My daddy scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a song, and they pay him $1,000. Another little boy said, let me tell you something. My daddy is better than both of your daddies put together. My daddy scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a sermon, and it takes six people to collect all the money. And, 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 and that's how some of you view preachers and money, and that's your thought of, of preachers and, and, and money. And, and, I, and I do, you know what, I, I don't blame some of you. I do realize why, why some of you are, are a little leery, and, 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 and I hate that, you know, I hate that. Uh, you are, and, and I realize there's been some shenanigans and manipulation, and just trust me here, we're not about that. We're not going to tell you if you give to the Lord today, we're going to give you some holy water from Israel, and it's really from we woke a lake. We're not going to do that to you today. We're, we're not going to tell you if you give to the Lord today, go out in the parking lot, and we got brand new Cadillacs lined up for everybody to give. We're not going to take, listen, we're going to teach you principles from God's Word. Matter of fact, here's what I want you to know. Here, here's what I really want you to know. Today, we don't want anything from you. We want something for you. Listen, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today, this message is really not for you today. Listen, we don't want anything from you. We want something for you today. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, what we want for you, for you more than anything else is we want you to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I want you desperately to understand and know his forgiveness and his mercy and his grace. And it's love and, and, and my prayer. And that's a process. It's not always wham, one service you, you do. It's a, it's a process. But every single week people come to this church and, and give their heart to Christ. And that's what I want for you today. If, if you're looking for a church home today and, and you're searching today, we don't want anything from you. You know what we want for you? We want you to find a church home where you can connect in, where you can grow in, where you can serve, where you can give of your resources and, and, and your time. We want you to find the place to connect in where you can be a blessing and where you can be blessed. So that's what we want for you today and for all of our, our regular attenders. The reason that we have spent four weeks on the issue of, of our resources and our money is we want for you is we want you to experience financial freedom that God has for you. We want you to experience the abundant life that, that God has for you. And that's why for the, for the last three weeks we, we've covered things like week number one we looked at how does God view 
our finances and possessions. We know how many uh, human beings view money and possessions, but we looked at how does our Heavenly Father, we took the 30,000-foot view and said, how does God view our stuff, our money? And, and week number two, because we want you to experience financial freedom, we looked at money management. And we said, what does the Bible have to say about managing our, our money and our possessions? And, and we used a key word that we called margin. And we said, listen, God wants Christ followers to have margin in their life financially. And week number three, because we want you to experience financial freedom, that's what we want for you. We looked at last week about contentment. And we said, how do we as Christ followers in a materialistic world be content with what the Lord has blessed us with? And then today, as we're wrapping up and looking at financial freedom for for your life, today I want to talk to you about the most important principle to putting you on the road to financial success. I didn't say the only principle, but here's the key. Some of you are going the wrong way. Some of you are on the wrong road and you want God's blessing. You want financial success, but to get financial success God's way, you first of all got to get on the right road. And I want to get you off the wrong road and onto the right road so that you can experience financial success. Here's what I know, church. Nobody gets messed up financially by following God's word. A lot of folks are messed up financially, but nobody gets messed up financially by by following the Word of God. So what I want to do today is give you some principles from God's Word to getting on the right road so you can experience financial success. Point number one is this. encourage you to grab uh, your bulletin, fill in the blank. If you have a Bible, grab them and turn them to Malachi chapter 3. Point number one is this. Put God first by returning the tithe. Put God first by returning the tithe. And I realize some of you are, are new to church and new to the Lord. The word tithe simply means a tenth. It means 10%. Whatever we earn, God says, listen, 10% belongs to me. Return it to me. Put me first. Look with me in Malachi chapter 3 and, and verse number 6. The word of God says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Now understand that the children of Israel, they were having this struggle. They were not returning the tithe back to God. They, they, they were not honoring the Lord in this way. And I want you to see how God began this passage on tithing. He says, I am the Lord. I do not change. God says, Israel, I haven't changed my mind about you returning the tithe. He says, listen, guys, I know, I know years have went by. You're out of Egypt. You're in the promised land. Years have went by, but I want you to know even though years have went by, I have not changed my mind. The tithe belongs to me. And, and here's something very interesting about tithing. Most people think that, that tithing was established by the law or, or with the law, but actually tithing was established before the law. Matter of fact, if you turn your Bibles to Genesis, I'm not going to read it right now, but in Genesis chapter 14, the scripture talks about a tent, and, and, and Abraham gave a tent, but before the law was ever written in, in Exodus, the, the, there was the principle of, of returning the tithe, of, of, of returning a 10% that belongs to the Lord. You see, tithing was before the law, tithing happened during the law, and tithing takes place after the law. In every dispensation, before the law, there was tithing. During the law, there was tithing. God, I hadn't changed my mind, Israel. After the law, there is, there's tithing. Put God first. I want you to see the next verse, Malachi 3 and verse number 7. Scripture says, ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. God says to Israel, return to me 
God, what do you mean? I didn't know we were away from you. I mean, what do you mean? Return to me. And God says, listen, and I will return to you. Right now, Israel, you're not experiencing my best. I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, and it's a great question, how are we to return? God says, Israel, return to me. And, and God, they said, well, God, how do we return to you? And, and they begin to, you can see it, their minds are turning as they're going through their spiritual checklist. But well, God, we're away from you. What do we need to do to get back right with you? I, I, do we need to pray more? I mean, prayer is a good thing. We, we need to pray more to, so we can get back. I mean, God, we want things cool between you and I. mean, what's the deal, God? We're away from you. Do we need to fast more? I mean, fasting spiritual. Do, do we need to fast more? We sure want to be in right relationship with you. What do we need? I mean, God, what, what's the deal? Do, do, do we need to serve more? I mean, is that it? We need to get in the community and go to church more and serve the church and serve the community? Is, is that what you're asking of us? We, we want to be right with you. Well, God, what, we need to sing praise songs more. We need to worship you and, and sing choruses to you more. I mean, is that what we need to do? And God says something very, very astounding. He says, hey, Israel, to return to me, what I want you to do is, is to put me first. I want you to return the tithe to me. I, I, want you, I want you to honor me by returning the tithe. He says, God says, listen, if you want to be in right relationship, you want to return to me and you want me to return to you, you need to put me first by returning the tithe. And, and you know what God is simply saying to Israel? Simply saying, hey, Israel, understand how you handle your finances is a great indication of your spiritual condition. If you want me involved, if you want me to return to you, you want to return to me, says put me first. Honor me by returning the tithe. And, and Jesus says this very same thing, that, that how we handle our finances is a great indication of our spiritual condition. Matthew 6 and verse number 21, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, where your money is, where, where you're putting your stuff, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also, friends, money is a spiritual issue, just like how you treat your spouse is a spiritual issue, just like how you raise your kids is a spiritual issue, just like how you work at your workplace is a spiritual issue, just like how you love your neighbor is a spiritual issue. You can't compartmentalize your life and say, well, church is spiritual. I go to church. I worship God. That's spirit. No, God says every arena of your life is spiritual. And how you handle your money, how you handle your stuff is an indication of your spiritual condition. And notice what God goes on to say in Malachi 3 and verse number 8. It says, will a man... Rob God, yet you rob me. What do you mean, God? I mean, you're calling us thieves, but, but you ask, how do we rob you? God says, in tithes and offerings. The Israelites, God says, and that's strong language. I mean, that's, that's a really strong language, God uses. Guys, you are robbing me. God says, listen, 10% of what you earn belongs to me, and you're taking it and you're using it for yourself. And God says, hey, guys, you're, you're robbing me. You see what the Israelites were doing? And, and, and many uh, uh, Americans ha- have this same problem today. But the Israelites were, were taking that 10%. And instead of returning it to God, they, they were going to, to the marketplace. And, and they were buying their, their corn and, and, and green beans and, and, and their barley and, and their wheat in that day. And, and they were stuffing their, their cupboards full. And they were saying, hey, God, look, our cupboards are full. And God said, yeah, your cupboards are full, but, but you robbed me. You took the tent, the holy, the, the, what belonged to me, and, and you filled your cupboards full. You're, you're robbing me. You see, the Israelites, just like today, that they were having issues with, with, with their donkey, and they were having donkey problems, and their donkey broke down. 
and they needed to get somewhere, and so they had to get some donkey, the donkey fix, so they got a donkey fuel injection, and and the donkey still wasn't working right, so they got a donkey tune-up, and they took the tithe. And said, well, God, you know i got to get my donkey together. And, and they got their donkey's hooves rotated, and, and the donkey ew, still wasn't working right, and they couldn't get to where they wanted to go. And so, I mean, God, you know, i got to have a donkey. got to get my donkey. And so they decided to trade in their old donkey for a new donkey, and they got a Cadillac donkey to ride on, and yet they robbed, they robbed, they robbed God so they could have a new donkey. God says, that's a cool donkey, but, but you're robbing me. You're, you're stealing for me. And, and here's the kicker. Here's all God's saying is I want to be first. I want to be first in every area of your life, Israel. Israel, did, did you realize I created you? I know you think you're a big shot. I know you think you got it all together, but listen, I made you. I gave you all your ability and your talents Israel, do you not remember you were in bondage for years? You were in slavery. Do you not remember your former life before I stepped in? You, 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 were, you were in misery, and I, I saved you. I, I brought you out of that mess. I brought you out of that, that junk. And not only did I bring you out from your former life, but I took you into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Listen, Israel, I, I've blessed you. I've been I've been good to you and all I ask in return is that you put me first in every area of your life. And God says the same thing to to you and I. Guys, I created you. I know you think you're big stuff. I gave you your talent. I gave you your mind. I gave you your ingenuity. I gave you everything that you are. I saved you out of your lifestyle you were in. I saved you. You're on your way to heaven. And all I ask is that you put me first in every arena of your life. I just want to be first. And Jesus said the same thing in Matthew chapter 6. Look with me in verse number 31. The context that Jesus is dealing with is, is money and possessions. He's dealing with our stuff. And Jesus said in Matthew 6 and verse 31, So do not worry. And, and, and many Christ followers do. Many of God's people do. They're, they're worried about their money. They're worried about their stuff. They're spending half the night staying up, wondering, wondering what they're going to do and how they're going to make this work. They're pulling out their hair. They're, they're stressing out. Their, so Jesus said, listen, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Notice what he says in verse 33. But seek first. Put God first. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all. Everybody say all. Now, now, now most Bible-believing people don't really believe that. <laughs> because if we really believed that, we would operate our lives a little differently. And Jesus said, in all these things you're chasing after, you're worried about, you're freaking out about, you're stressing out about, all these things will be given to you as well. Just, just put me first and I'll take care of you. Notice what the Bible says in Proverbs 3 and and verse number 9. The scripture says honor or respect. Honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. In other words, even in the arena of our finances, God, we say we put you first. We don't pay all of our bills first and say, well, God, whatever's left over is yours. No, we put you first. We we return the tithe to you and then we live on the rest. We, We put you first. Give him the first part of all your income and he will fill your 
your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest wines. God says, you put me first. You seek me first. You honor me by bringing me the first. God says, I will bless you. I will take care of you. I will provide for you. And, and the issue is this. Many people tell God by how they handle their finances that their kingdom is more important than his kingdom. And you know what? I, just, just me. When I get to heaven one day, and, and I am going to heaven, and when I, when I get to heaven one day, I, I really don't want to stand before my heavenly father and have to ask him and, 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 and answer the question of Herbert, why did you think your kingdom was so important that you robbed my kingdom? Why did you get so wrapped up in you that you forgot about, about me? That's just really a conversation that, that I want to have with my Heavenly Father. There's a second point that I want us to look at. As we're looking, some of you are on the wrong road today. And I want to get you on the right road so that you can experience financial success, so that you can get God involved and God's help in your finances. Point number two, you need to recognize the consequences of putting you first. Recognize the consequences of putting you first. Notice what the scripture says, Malachi chapter 3, picking up in verse 8 says, Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. Notice verse 9. You are under a curse. Everybody say curse. Notice that you are under a curse the whole nation of you. God, why are we under a curse? Are we not praying enough? We're not reading the Bible enough? We need to go to church more? We need to serve more? We need to fast? No, 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 guys. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're under a curse the whole nation of you because you're robbing me. You're not putting me first. There's a principle that, that I've learned from God's Word and throughout the years. And, and this principle, this one principle, one principle has changed the way that I think and it's revolutionized my life. Here's the principle. Any area of your life that is out of control, it's because God is not in control. Any area of your life today that is out of control, it's because God is not in control. Hey, Israel, you're under a curse. Israel, you're not doing things my way. Israel, you're not putting me first. You're shoving me aside. You want my blessing. You give me lips, but you're shoving me aside and you're missing out. On my blessing, and there's areas of your life that's out of control, Israel, because I'm not in control. And you know what God wants for his people? If you're a Christ follower today, Jesus is your Lord today, this is what God wants. He wants you to live under his blessing. I mean, he wants to bless your marriage. and You know, you do your marriage God's way, and, man, he just blesses your marriage. The enemy can't come in and cause havoc in your marriage. The enemy can't come in and cause chaos in your family. You've got a strong foundation because Jesus is the rock, and... In your workplace, you're doing things to honor God, and you're putting a hard day's work for, for an honest day's pay. You're, and God, you're under God's blessing, man. You're, you're doing things God, and that's where God wants you to be. He wants you in the sweet spot uh, of his blessing. You're, you're, you're doing things right. You're, you're, you're treating your, your, your kids right. You're, you're teaching them biblical principles. You're raising them up in the fear of the Lord. You have them in the house of God learning about the Lord Jesus Christ. And Man, your, your home is, is wonderful. Your kids are growing up in, in the fear of the Lord, and, and God wants to... You, you're, you're returning the tithe to God. You're, you're putting God first and God's protecting you and the enemy can't get in there and cause havoc in your finances. But, but you know where many, many Christians live? And, and it's a tragedy. Many, many Christians still experiencing God's best. They, I mean, that's how many Christians live. 
Well, I'm glad to be saved. I'm saved. Lord, please bless my marriage. Bless my marriage, Lord. No, I'm not going to love my wife like Christ loved the church. <laughs> it's about me. It's about me. It's about me. I'm not going to honor my husband, respect my husband. I don't know. I'm going to raise a bunch of cane. I'm going to call it. It's about me. And, oh, but Lord, bless my marriage. It's just not going to work. Go to your workplace and God says, hey, 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 this is what I want for your marriage. But, but you are so satisfied on doing it your way. And, and you're missing out on my blessing and, and my protection because you want to be in control. And I'll let you be in control. But when you're in control, your life is out of control. And at your workplace, you, you want to do things your way and you clock in late and you leave early and you, you don't put in an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. And Lord, bless me. Oh, Lord, give me the promotion. I know I'm not going to honor you, but I want your blessings. You know, it's, you hear my heart, Jesus. No, 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 no. And the enemy's coming in and causing all kind of chaos at your workplace. You wonder if you're going to even keep your job because you're an idiot at work and you act like an idiot. And you, but you want God's blessings. And the enemy's causing havoc. And, and God says, listen, 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 listen. I want you here. I, I want to bless you at your workplace. But you can't. I, I can't bless you because you're in control. And, and when you're in control and you think you're smarter than me, when you're in control, you, your workplace is out of control. Some of you and your kids, you, you're not raising your kids in the fear of the Lord. And I don't know what's wrong with my kids. And I don't teach them any Bible verses. I don't pray with them. I, I live like the devil in front of them. I don't ever take them to church. Oh, the God bless my kids. And you, you wonder why the, the enemy comes in and causes havoc in, in your life. And, and God says, Man, here, here's what I want for your kids. And, I want them here, but, but you're choosing to be in control, and, and, and you, you can't have my best and my blessings. And, and God said, God, you're doing it your way, and that's cool, but you're under a curse. My hand's not on you when you do it your way. And, and in your financial life, you, you say, you know what, I, I'm a big boy. I'm a big girl. I handle it. God already needs you here. And God says, that's cool. I'm just glad to be saved. Oh, Lord, would you bless me financially, Lord Jesus, please. Lord, I don't know why things aren't working financially. Oh, Lord, I don't know why there's no peace in my home. All we do is ask you over money. Oh, Jesus, I need you. He says, yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you. But, but you can't be in control. You've got you to you put me in control. And Jesus said, listen, listen, listen. All I want is to be first. And, and, and if you don't make me first, you don't experience my, 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 my best. I mean, you can be satisfied being saved, but, but, but I want you blessed. I don't want you just to be my people. I want you to live under my best. And that only takes place by, by putting Jesus Christ first in every area of our lives, the, the blessed place. I want you to see a, a, a third point here as, as we're looking at getting on the right road to, to financial success. Point number three is this. Realize the blessings that, that follow returning the tithe. Realize the blessings of, of putting God first in your financial life. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 10, God says to Israel, bring the whole tithe. In other words, God says, hey, Israel, you're not fooling me, guys. I mean, you're nickel and diming me, giving me two dollars here and five dollars there, Lord. You know I love you. Here's some little corn, God. You know, God, got, I got a harvest from my green. Here's your little green beans, Jesus. You know your Lord. No, you, listen, don't get, give me, don't give me that bunk. You, you're not putting me first. Just bring the whole tithe. 
into the, the storehouse. The storehouse in that day was what was attached to, to the temple. It was a part of the temple where the Levites, the, the priests served in, and, and they brought it to, to the storehouse. Today, the storehouse is, is the local church. It's where we worship. If, if you're from out of town today and you have a home church, your, your tithe, does, it does not belong here. It belongs to the storehouse. It belongs to, to your local church. Tiffany and I, we don't send our tithe to missionaries. We don't send our, our tithe to feed the children. We don't send our tithe to help the homeless. We, we give above our tithe offerings, and we help a lot of folks, but the tithe belongs to, to the storehouse house, the place where, where we worship. He goes on to say that there may be food in my house. God says, test me in this. Only time in the Bible where God says, test me. Matter of fact, other places in scripture, God says, don't you test me. Don't you tempt me. But when it comes to our finances, he knew that many of us would give him pushback. Saying, in this one area, I want you just to try it. I want you to test me. And he goes on to say, says the Lord Almighty, and see, Israel, Israel, you haven't been testing me. You've been doing your own thing. You haven't been trusting me. But I want you to test me and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much. Everybody say so much. Uh, I didn't write the Bible. I just preach it. So much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. You'll have extra you, you, you'll be able to retire. You, you, you'll be able to go out to eat. You can, you, you're going to have enough. You can take a vacation and not go into debt. I, I'm going to, to bless you. Verse 11, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. In other words, God said, I'm going to remove the curse. You see, right now, my, my hand's not on your financial life. You're, you're under a curse. You're not in the blessed place. And, and the, 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 the ants and the, and, and the rodents and, and the insects, they're coming in and they're devouring your crops. And that's how you make a living, by planting and getting a harvest. And, and they're attacking. God says, listen, listen, you put me first. You, you seek me first. I'll prevent the pest from devouring your crops. You won't be under a curse. You'll be in the blessed place. And the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then, then, when you put me first... When you seek me first, when you return the tithe, then all the nations will call you blessed. For yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. And you know the real issue is most Christians really don't trust God with their finances. Most Christians don't test God in the area of their finances. Statistics say the average Christian gives about 2% of their income away. Statistics say that fewer than 3% of those who say they follow Christ return the tithe. And, and, and they wonder, that they wonder why, why they live unsaved, but, but in their financial life that they're not living in, in the blessed place. And, and, and here's what, what many people do who, who know the Lord. If you don't know Christ today, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those of you who, who know the Lord and, and you love the Lord in this place and you know what most people do? They, these are Skittles. This is your paycheck. So we're, we're going to pretend this is how I get paid and you get paid. How many are glad we don't get paid with Skittles? Amen. I'm glad. I'm glad. But, but for, for illustration, we're going to have Skittles. And, and you know, usually every week by, by the second service, I, I'm, I'm getting a little hungry. I only eat, you know, two or three granola bars on Sunday. I don't have a real full stomach. You, know, you don't eat biscuits and gravy and then come preach three services. It's just not real smart. And so I like Skittles and they're good. I like eating your paycheck, too, man. It's real good. Good stuff. And, and um, your paycheck. And you know what most Christians do with their paycheck? What do they do? Well, God, you, you know I love you, but, but you know, Lord, I got a house payment. <laughs> and I got to pay my house and money for my house. And I got to pay my rent, you know. I got to pay my rent. And, you know, God, I got, I got utilities, you know, with a house, with, with my apartment. You know, I got, 
I got I got utilities to pay, and I got to pay my utilities. And man, you know, Lord, this is how it is. And you know, I love you and all, God, but you know, I got I got a car, God, and I got a car payment, Lord, and and it's a nice car. It's a nice car, and so we better really. I got a nice. I got the. Well, I got to have a ride. I got to ride. My donkey's got to be nice, and so I got a nice car, and you know how it is, God, and. And I'm not in the best place right now, but, you know, I, I got things under control. And I got my furniture, you know, rent to own. And so I got a, got a furniture payment. And, and I got to pay my furniture payment. And, you know, I got my TV. You know, I got to have, have a big screen. And so I got a 90 days, same as cash. And it ain't. And so I got an interest payment. Now that 90 days is up, I got to pay my TV payment. And, and you know, Lord, you know how it is. I, you know, I, I got to go out to eat now, Lord, you know, man, I got to go. I can't pack a lunch, you know, Lord, and, and put you for I got to go eat now, Lord. You know how it is. You, you, know, you know I love you, Lord. You know how it is. You know, I got to go out to eat. And, and, Lord, you know, I got a date. And, you know, brother's got a date. I ain't married yet. Got a date. And I may have a second date. So I better put a little bit more money over here. I may have a second date to take care of the day in life. And, you know, Lord, I got to have a cell phone. Don't know what I did 10 years ago, 15 years, when it didn't happen. But, boy, you know, I got to have. You know, I can't put you for I got to have me a cell phone now, Lord. You know, that's just important. You can't live life today and I have a cell phone. So I better get you, get my cell phone right here, Lord. And, Lord, you know, I love you. It's Sunday. And, you know, I got four left. Jesus, you're my Lord. There you go, Lord. You, you know you're my Lord. I love you. you. I love you more than anything, Jesus. Oh, you're awesome, Lord. Oh, yeah, okay. I hear you. I hear what you say, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and here's what God says. Let me, this is payday now. This may get a little boring right now, but, but just pretend like this is your paycheck. So you're getting paid. Your, your place of employment is paying you. And see, it gets boring right now watching me put this back, but just pretend like how many of you won't pay more than that? Hey, Amen. Come on, preacher. Pay me some money. I want, I want to make some money. So you're getting your paycheck, and God is good. And look at me. You're even getting a raise, and my friend, we're going to get you a 401k package together. We're really blessing you, man. Hey, man it's your workplace. You, look, you got benefits and health insurance. Oh, God, it's good. When we're blessing you, man. And my friend, end of the year bonus is coming up. I mean, it's, God is so good and blessing you, man. I got to ad-lib a little bit so you don't get too bored as I fill this cup back up. You know what I mean? But just God's just blessing your life. and been so good. I know some of you are freaking out right now. I can't believe the preacher's dropping Skittles on the floor. This is a holy place. I don't know. I don't know why I should be in a traditional church. I don't know. The preacher don't even wear a tie, dropping Skittles on the floor. I just wish I'd back it. Get on to the traditional church. And amen. God bless you. Anyways, so um, this, is what God, this is what God says. This is what God says. God says, hey, hey, when you get paid, put me first. Seek me first. And so you say, God, I, I return the tithe back to you. I want to honor you. I, w- I want to seek you first. And, and you know what? I really love you and I trust you. And so I'm going to throw a little offering on top, you know, you missionaries and help the homeless because you've been good to me, God. I love you so much. You, you're the Lord of my life. And, and, then, and then, then the Bible says, you know, take care of yourself, you know, pay, pay your rent, you know, pay your, pay your house payment and put a little money in, in savings and, and, you know, get your, get your car taken care of. And remember, you got a nice car, so we got some money for your nice car. You know, you got a nice car. You got to drive nice. And so we got to take care of your car and we'll get you some for, for your utilities and get you some for your cell phone and some for your date. And, and, and then you say, well, God, you, you know, you told me to test you. And, and I don't have much left. And God, I still got another bill to pay. And I put you first and, and look what I've got left. And, and here's what God says. God says, listen, you put me first. God says, I'll bless you. You seek me first, and I'll bless you. And God says, I'll bless you. And, and, and I, I don't write the Bible. I just preach it. I just believe it. I just live it. And, 
And God's word says, listen, I'll bless you so much that you don't have room enough to receive it. God says, you'll be able to go on a vacation without getting in debt. I'll bless you. You won't have room. I will. If you will put me first, I will bless you. I will. You won't know what you'll be able to retire. You're going to be able to pay your house off. I will bless you. won't believe how much. If you'll just put me. I know you like to be in control, but if you'll seek me first, Israel, I'll pour out so much. But you can't outgive God. I'll pour out so much blessing. You won't have room enough to receive it all. God says, that, that's what I'll do for you if you'll seek me first. And I'm a living witness. Tiffany and I have tithed ever since we've been married, before we were married. I, I always return the tithe to the Lord, and, and God's blessed us. I'm not some financial genius. I, I just trust the Lord, and I obey his principles in, in the Bible. And before we ever started this church... We had paid off our credit cards. We had paid off our, our cars. We had paid off our student loans. We, we started this church debt-free except for a home, and we still are today. And he said, what preacher? I mean, what do you do? I mean, we, we just honor the Lord, and we, we obey his principles, the principles we taught you last week and these last several weeks. And, and the number one principle is, is we return the tithe to God. We, we put God first, and he's blessed our socks off. And, and there's a, a lady in our church three weeks ago, ago on Saturday night when I began the series Bling Bling about how does God view finance, she came out in the hallway and talked to me after service, and she said, Herbert, man, I, I, I had never returned the tithe to God. I'd never tithed before, and, and in January, I'll start returning the tithe to God. And her story so blessed me. I said, can we share this with the church? Because the Bible says we're overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And her testimony so blessed me. And I want you to hear from Michelle, who started tithing for the very first time in January. And I want you to hear what God has done in her life. Check out this video. I am a single mother, and I'm also a homeowner. And when I bought my house, I was determined that I was going to keep my payments up. I was not going to need any help from anyone. And so what I did, I made a habit of every time I got paid, I would make, I would take a cut out of my paycheck for my mortgage. Half of my mortgage would come out of my first paycheck. Half of my mortgage would come out of my second paycheck. Um, and I maintained that quite well. And I was proud of myself being able to make my, make my payments, not need any help or anything else. Um, then I noticed that, you know, over some time, things just started going wrong. Um, my fence fell down. My, uh, I start having problems with bagworms on my trees, uh, overflowing toilets, um, my dishwasher broke, I mean, just leaking sinks, everything was going wrong with this new home that I purchased. And I couldn't figure out why. And so, um, and I, I make good money and never had any money. So I was trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? So one day I'm sitting in my, uh, living room and I'm going through my checkbook and I'm looking and I'm trying to figure out what what I'm doing wrong and I noticed that you know a pattern that I was taking out my uh, my money and paying you know basically I was slaving to to my home my home was my first priority so what I decided to do was because I, I know about tithing um, 
I'm familiar with it. I I know about tithing my my 10%, and um, but I never did because I never had money left over. And I'm like, okay, if I have money left over, I'll go ahead and and do my tithe. If not, maybe the second time around, you know, my next paycheck, I'll put some money in, and it never happened. So I decided, well, maybe I need to change. Maybe I need to instead of paying for my house as soon as I get my paycheck maybe I should take my 10% out there and work with what I have left over so that's what I decided to do I started uh, taking my 10% out and then taking my half out for my mortgage then when I got paid the second time I would take out my another 10% and then pay my mortgage and then miraculously um, everything kind of worked out it just it just seems like now that I'm tithing because I was always afraid of you know if I give this 10% I'm not going to have enough money I'm not going to be able to pay these bills but it just seems like I have money you know and it comes from places that I'm just like wow you know I might get a get a bonus that I wasn't really expecting at work or um, I ended up getting um, a deposit well I knew I had taxes coming back but there was a hold up with my taxes. So I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm expecting these taxes to come back, but I know it's gonna be a while. And then one day I just kind of checked my bank account and the taxes had been sitting in there for like two weeks and I didn't know that. Um, I've gotten refund checks in the mail. Um, you know, you overpaid us here, so here's some money back. Um, I've gotten uh, paid back from og and I've gotten, um, checks back from the doctor's office where I paid too much. So it just seems like where anytime I feel like I'm going to be under, it seems like I, I just miraculously get a check somewhere. It's so awesome just hearing God's faithfulness to people that are faithful to Him. And you know what happens to so many of us is what happened to Michelle. See, God wants her and you and I to live under His blessing. But Michelle got caught up in her own ing. God says, here's my blessing. I want you to live under my blessing. And, but we get caught up in our own ing. And, and, and many of you today, today, you're struggling with your own ing. You're struggling with owning and earning and spending and clothing and bling, bling, ka-ching, ka-ching, and... You know what God says? Hey, 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 hey. I want you to put me first and let me put my bless on your ink. Just, just try me. Just, just me. Take your ink and let me put my bless on your ink. And just watch me do more with your 90% left over than you can do with 100%. Because I'll bless you so much. I want to be first in every area of your life. Lord, thanks for your word. Thanks for your presence. Speak to us today. Change.